The Pilgrimage of the Heart podcast is brought to you by PYO.Yoga, an online studio for all your yoga needs, including videos in Spanish and Russian. This podcast is also brought to you by Pilgrimage of the Heart Yoga, located in San Diego and serving over 1,000 yogis a week. Hi, this is Sujantra. Join me now and every week as we explore yogic philosophy and apply it to our daily lives. So the question, this was a question asked uh, many years ago. The question was, you explain that the soul needs the body. I understand that the soul is the one that is in union with God. Will we retain our individuality or shall we lose our individuality when we, when we realize that union with God? So earlier on, Sri Chamoy had explained that in order to manifest and evolve, the soul needs the body. That it's, it's, we talked in an earlier session about the idea of reincarnation and the idea that the soul takes a human form to, to, to make progress, to evolve. Through our experiences, through all our trials and tribulations, we learn. We learn qualities. We learn how to be more sincere. We, just, we, we expand. And so the soul needs the body to do that. And so then the question is, the questioner is saying, okay, ultimately the soul is the part that's always in contact or in union with the ultimate or with God, but does that individuality disappear as we go deeper into the awareness of that? He uses the term, um, when we realize that union with God. So Sri Chamoy says, God does not want us to discard our individuality, but ordinary individuality and real divine individuality are two different things. And so from a, from a, spiritual philosophy standpoint, that's the real challenge of the spiritual, one of the big challenges of the spiritual journey is to discover your divine individuality. Because we know, we know our ordinary individuality. My ideas versus your ideas. My memories, your memories. My body, your body. So we, we know our, our ordinary individuality, but what we're trying to find is our divine individuality. And one of the clues, a little further down in the paragraph, Sri Chamoy writes, and he says he, as in God, not he, Sri Chamoy, but he, God. God has selected each person as his chosen instrument. That is to say, each human soul is his chosen instrument. And in other writings, <clears throat> in terms of that idea of instrument, <clears throat> Sri Chamoy talks about the idea that each soul has something unique to, to manifest in the world. So, so in terms of instrument, instrument being like through an instrument, you, through a flute, you play music. So that instruments create something. They manifest something. And so that ultimately, each individual has something unique to offer into the world. And oftentimes when we think what we offer into the what we have to offer into the world, we think in terms of outer things. 
like, oh, okay, my offering to the world is the book I wrote, or uh, what else could be ideas of, of kind of it, it, what we offer to the world, but that's kind of based on a more fleeting individuality. What's that? Okay, yes, yeah, so, so the, the, the um, profession that you learn and the things you create through it. A, <laughs> you, might, you might create a yoga business or a restaurant. Um, and other ways, like you leave your imprint in the world. But when we're dealing with the soul... You can think in terms of like qualities. So maybe a person brings the energy or the quality of humility or sincerity. So if you think about the people you know who've really touched you in life, there's probably been some that it's because of like their brilliance. They're a brilliant architect and it was fascinating listening to them talking and you know explaining architecture. But also you could probably think of people that really have, in life, have really touched you deeply because of the, the quality of their soul or the, the quality that they bring to life or their, their deep feelings or attitudes about life. Can anybody think of anybody like that? That you could give, like, an example, Inga? Your grandma. And, and what was the... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a grandma, any other examples? Uh, no, it could be no. What's that? I think Mm. Mm-hmm. So then, so then, two things um, mentioned is one uh, when he said so, that touched his heart. So that idea that you know, there's our mind, and our, you know, we're 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 impressed by things, but the things that touch our heart is something to look for as we're talking about this divine individuality. And then there, there, the quality mentioned the non-judgmental. So when someone's non-judgmental, you know, when we get really judgmental of people, we do it with our minds. We're like thinking and analyzing and tearing them, tearing them up. Whereas someone who's non-judgmental is again that 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 energy, that love. And so that we could say is like the divine individuality, because in the Indian philosophy, it's said that there's different layers to our being, and so. For example, in the, um, there's our physical sheath that's made up of the food we eat. Then there's like our emotional or energy body, kind of base emotions and, and base energy that you know, makes our heart beat, the lungs move, um, and just kind of our primal emotions. Then there's the realm of our mind, 
all of our thoughts. And then at a deeper level, we connect into our heart, our spiritual heart, and then the soul. And so these, the more outer parts of ourself are, are dissipate. You know, our body's constantly changing. Our mind's always changing. Our emotions, our base emotions are fluctuate a lot. But then when we get into our deeper self, our heart, that's where we start to connect with that deeper individuality, our soul's energy. And so one thing to think about in your own life is what your divine individuality is or or your spiritual individuality. And so if you want to close your eyes for a second and imagine you're walking into a room of people who are just silently meditating. And you come into the room and you sit down and you're surrounded by all these beautiful souls, all these peaceful people. You sit down You focus in on your breathing. And now you choose a quality that you want to radiate out into that room. The quality can be a feeling. It can have a word like humility or compassion. Or it can more be a feeling or a color. Or a sound even. Try and be specific. So choose a quality, a sound, a color, an energy to radiate into that room. Now remember the quality. And the next time you sit down and meditate or just as you're going through your day, try and become conscious of that, that quality, that energy. So again, the writing says, God has selected each person as his chosen instrument. That is to say, each individual soul is his chosen instrument. This kind of divine individuality which God has given us is not the ordinary individuality which is determined by the ego. I am this, you are that. God's individuality is a unique manifestation of His reality. There's no clash, there's no jealousy, there's no fight, no battle. God Himself is manifesting Himself in a unique manner in you, in me, and in others.
that kind of individuality different from the individuality of the ego, God retains for humanity. It is a unique expression of the divine in his multiplicity. And so then this idea that ultimately God or energy or the universal force we could say is like uh, just oneness. It's that huge bonfire. I gave the analogy in the meditation class. It's this big fire. But then if if you watch the form of the fire, you see all these beautiful individual shapes. Or you look into the fire and you can see faces and you see all these different images and forms and it's crackling and it has a certain reaction to the temperature of the, the air around it. And so that, you could say, is the multiplicity of the manifestation. So that ultimately there's a oneness, but as the oneness takes form, it has all these, all these various expressions, like light. You could see just a, a, a ray of light It looks like just one color, but you put it through the prism and then this beautiful rainbow of colors appears. And so the idea here is that we are part of that oneness and at the same time, we have a unique unique expression of that to manifest in the world. And so... As an example of that, Sri Chinmoy, when he was alive, he used to give his uh, students, after they'd studied with him for a certain number of years or at some point, he would give a spiritual name. So that's where the name Sujantra comes from, or Pujari. These are names given by Sri Chinmoy. And he would always give the, the meaning of the name, and the meaning was always a, an inner quality. For someone, it might be patience, for someone, sincerity. Um, so these, these were, he called it the soul's name. And it was when a person made a certain level of progress or their soul came forward a certain amount, he would offer the spiritual name. And so that idea that the spiritual journey is really about discovering that unique divine individuality that you have and trying to manifest it in the world. And you can do both things simultaneously. You know, you can live your life and pursue your career and have your human individuality, what the foods you like and don't like and places you like to go. You know, you can have all those likes and dislikes and all that multiplicity, but then at the same time, trying to find your, your deeper individuality, that deeper expression of yourself. And spiritual teachers would say that that's the, that's the most significant thing you leave in the earth consciousness when you leave, is that expression. So over and over, Sri Chinmoy would say that, because he, he, he really did a lot of stuff when he was alive. He wrote thousands of books. He did all kinds of art, just all these things. And he, he would say that, you know, in 50 or 100 years, most of the stuff will be gone. 
they'll be lost or you know destroyed or fade you know but he said the the consciousness the meditation energy um, that he was able to offer is the most significant thing that will remain so we leave our imprint on the world through the things we do but at an even deeper level we leave it through the the person that we are that also leaves a really strong imprint and so as you as you understand the importance of that, then you'll give more importance to your own meditation and your own practice. And then, again, the, the, um, you know, when he's saying, God's individuality is a unique manifestation. There's no clash, there's no jealousy, there's no fight, there's no battle. And so that's a lot different than often... Um, you know, the individuality that our, our human self wants to, I'm the tallest, I'm the richest, I'm the fastest, I'm, you know, I have the most. I, it's all like clashing, it's all competition. And there's the jealousy that arises with it of, oh, I used to be so beautiful and now this person's more beautiful or faster, or all these, you know, so there's all those emotions that come with it. But when you start to dial into your deeper, unique individuality, that energy's not there. You feel that unique part of yourself and you feel the unique part of others and it doesn't clash. It's not jealousy because you're, you're at that deeper level. So trying to feel both those parts of yourself. Okay, any, any thoughts or questions about any of those ideas? Pretty deep um, philosophy, this, this part, because um, we're mainly so conscious of just the human side of ourselves. But to start to feel and realize that deeper part. Yeah. Right, being aware of your of your of your core energy, because the the words you say, the actions you do, are, are expressions of that core energy. But the but the more more love and purity you can bring to your core, then just that radiates out. It doesn't have to be through words or through things you do. Just being that energy is a huge expression. Yeah. So this idea that um, you know, that uh, we're, you know, we're defined as an instrument through which we express our inner being, uh, does that mean there's like, one right answer we have to figure it out? Or, or we know this idea is a question of really um, understanding you know, what your calling is? Or is it, can it be, you know, the circumstance you find yourself in, how do you see the way the most difference in the world? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good question. So basically the question being, is it like a specific thing we're looking for? Is that what you mean? Yeah. So I would say no, because it's much, like when we think in our mind of like a thing, it's, it's specific and it has like a certain form. Whereas the, the deeper nature in ourself, I would think of it more as uh, like a, um, a potential energy or a, a, a really vast energy that when you find it, you feel this ability to ad- adapt to any situation. So oftentimes we think like, okay, I need a specific thing to deal with a specific thing in life. Like I need more patience in order to deal with like the challenges of life. And so that's good to pursue like a specific thing as you go deeper. But as you go deeper and deeper, it goes beyond having like a mental form and it just becomes getting closer and closer to this energy which can adapt to anything. But like for example, when I first started practicing meditation, Sri Chamoy talked about um, the quality, developing the qualities, not just to me, but in his writings, of um, simplicity, sincerity, and purity. He said, like, those are really good energies to start with. And I had never even considered the concept of being sincere. I was, like, in high school. Um, And I started to meditate on sincerity. Like, what does it mean for me to be really sincere? And so just pursuing that quality like started to help me move to a deeper level of my being. And that quality then led to some other deeper qualities. And so I think it's a journey where you start with whatever quality you feel you need to work on or that will augment your life. And as you go deeper into it, um, it takes you on that journey of discovery. Yeah, good question. Yep. The naming? You mean like the spiritual name? Oh, well, I think the, there's a big difference between like um, practicing meditation and spirituality and reaching this like deepest reality. And my personal feeling is that um, Sri Chimoy was offering his students a glimpse of their, their, like their next level of potential but it wasn't necessarily the ultimate level. Um, like, for example, um, uh, my one, one, the guy who owns the restaurant, Mohian, his name means nobility. And so I think that in his life or his journey, that, that next step to like really f- embody and feel that nobility, that, that um, just that compassion and kindness and whatever nobility means to him, that was like a, a, a great thing for him to move towards. But I think ultimately, he, like everyone, is going to go beyond the form and the name of it to that deeper reality. But that gives like a really good um, guide to it. Thanks for joining us. 
This has been a production of Pilgrimage of the Heart Yoga. Join us at our studios here in San Diego or visit us online at pyo.yoga. Namaste.